0: Welcome to Born to Sell Denver with Brian Smith and Sean Modery. We are back recapping the first season. All right, Sean.
1: Yeah, it's been a a while. It's been a bit. Yeah, we're a little rusty this morning. That's right. The technology was killing me. Yeah, Brian forgot how to
0: use his mixer board. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't really. the. Yeah, I guess it was a mixer board. Um, But anyway, here we are again. So let's talk about the first 20 episodes that we did. Uh, starting uh, probably, let's see, what was the date? It was in April. In fact, it was April 5th. It was uh, No, I'm sorry. It was before that. It was in March that we actually s- started all of this. So lots of uh, yeah. great interviews and everything. Um, you know, what do you think so far? Like what stood
1: out to you? I think the most interesting thing that I observed is how many people – are listening to the podcast and, and the, just, you know, just the audience, you guys have been so gracious about reaching out and, uh, giving us the, um, encouragement to continue. And, um, so yeah, I mean that, that was the biggest thing for me.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, we've actually had listeners in, uh, seven different countries and about 30 different States. And, um, you know, of course we have most of our listeners in Denver uh, but we will be reaching out in the next season to uh, talk to people in other markets, and so I don't know. Maybe we should change the name just to "Born to Sell." I mean, instead of "Born to Sell Denver."
1: Well, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's stay focused for now, and then uh, we'll take over the world later. Yeah, because next thing you know, Brian will be like "Born to Sell the Earth." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, one thing that stood out to me is we had a lot of different types of agents, individuals, teams. We had some leadership stuff. We also had, uh, you know, Tommy Spaulding was a great uh, podcast that we did. Uh, Russ Nolting uh, from the region of uh, Keller Williams, Colorado. Uh, rookies, luxury people. Um, you know, what's really amazing to me is how many different ways people are doing business. Yeah. You know, it's not just a one-size-fits-all Um you know, there's a lot of different things that our people are doing just to try to um, to fit into their personality. That's right. And yeah. I, th- I think, uh, you know, a couple of those people that really stood out, like Brandon Beston, you know, for example, um, you know, he really has kind of a niche market that he's created for himself through the Rainbow Network and, and working, uh, you know, with the LGBTQ community.
1: That's right. Um, and he's getting national referrals because he is – you know communicating that message outward, and he's very public about his his um messaging right and and I think that's that whole secret agent thing, you know, like no matter who you choose to work with and how you choose to help them, if your number one job is to communicate every day right that's right it's that easy, yeah, find the people
0: that that will communicate with you because you have something in common. the other thing is is we have agents that are very detailed and know everything about their business. You know, one that stood out for me is Erin Brumlevy from uh, Innovate Properties. She knows every number. She knows everything about what's going on in her business. She is so dialed in. And then there's others that, you know, really just aren't as concerned about that. They're just more lifestyle agents who are doing a ton of business and uh, they don't know their numbers as well.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes me think of Rhonda, right? Yeah. Rhonda is. You know, she's the person who I would say if she couldn't have the relationship with the people, she wouldn't want to do the business. And she's, she's truly that person who probably got into real estate because she just really wants to help people.
0: Yeah, she loves people, loves helping people. And uh, it shows up in the amount of business that she's doing, okay? Um, you know, I, I think uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit record about our favorite episodes. First of all, I do want to point out the number one most downloaded episode is julio Caseda with with pristine properties and uh if you remember julio does uh he has a team and he does some work with uh online leads i think if i remember correctly he had like eight thousand online leads last year and led to somewhere around 80 transactions and he's having a lot of success with that and he's dialed in if you remember that his big thing was hot homes under 400 and that's what his advertisement was that he's getting a lot of traction there
1: yeah. I mean, think about that. 8,000 leads for 80 closings. But if you know your ratios, I know for a lot of people, they're thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot. But if you know your your ratios and you're using good systems, it's manageable, right? Yeah. And if you do the math on 80 transactions, even at 400, and you know, they're not all at 400, you know, some are going to be a little less, but with the median ink or the median home price over 600 right now, most of them are going to be over. Um, That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And you know, you think about it, I mean, in our system, the way that he's doing business, it's he's probably paying two dollars and fifty cents a lead. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's maybe in for what would that be? Twenty thousand? Yep. Twenty thousand dollars in getting the leads. And then of course there's probably some nurturing costs and ISA costs and things like that. But eighty transactions where you're making, you know, 14000 dollars a deal. Yep. That sounds like a pretty good r- return.
1: And like you said, I mean, you're not helping 80 people by sitting there following up with cold leads. So you're using an ISA team or a virtual a VA or a company to manage that lead follow-up for you. Um, and you're still taking home good money. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I'm sure he's not complaining.
0: No, I'm sure he's, he's doing well. Uh, I think we do have to point out one thing. Uh, we had several... Several uh, know the market stats. Uh, the thing that stood out to me is nobody has a crystal ball. Mm. And uh, we made predictions. Some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. Uh, we're not going to go over the stats, but I think there was a lot of disagreement on what we all thought was going to happen. And I don't think any of us were totally right when it comes down to it.
1: Well, what's funny about that is going back to the market stat conversations is everybody predicted that there was going to be some type of change and the reality is is nothing changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nothing significantly anyway.
1: (laughs) Nothing has significantly changed and yes even though I know some people are listening going well sales are down you know 27% in the Denver market but most of our agents that we're talking about are outperforming the market you know, in some cases, 40%. Right. You That's know? right.
0: So there, that tells you there's deals to be had out there. It's just a matter of going after them. Yeah. And I think the people that really struggled during this time were the ones who were expecting the deals to fall into their lap, like maybe they have in the future. But now, I mean, we actually talked about this a couple times, I think, that the market of today is maybe, I wouldn't say distressed sales from a sense of their foreclosures or, or short sales but distressed maybe because of divorce mm-hmm. or they lost their job or their property taxes went up. And so you're talking to people that probably aren't in the best situation in their life rather than in the past. It was more like we just had a, a baby and we have to get a new bed a house because we need more bedrooms or we just got married. And those people seem to be on hold. And I think if you think about the fact that on average, there's about 5 million trans, or 5 million homes sold nationwide over the last 30 years the rolling 12 month average was at 4.2 million so we're down you know 800,000 from average but we're also down 2 million from the high point a couple of years ago when yeah. it was at 6.2 million so that tells me there's a lot of people out there sitting on the sidelines getting ready at some point in the next year, to to jump back into the real estate market.
1: Well, I think I think Tyson brought that up, in, or Tyler and Natalia brought that up in their episode where he was talking about the market shifting um, previously in the pr- prior year. And you know, you identify that he consolidated his team down, leaned it out a little bit, and then refocused where they were going to drive their business from because there's going to be fewer leads, right? And so you need to be much more purposeful with the leads that you have and hold your team accountable, right? That's right. To convert. That's right.
0: I do want to give one shout out, though, to Tyson Mullis, my man, who said that real estate values will never reach what they were at the high point last summer. And this past month in June, they actually tied what last year's highest number was. So I hope you didn't sell all your properties, Tyson, before we got to that point. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's funny yeah wow Uh, he's a smart man he's a smart man there's no doubt so so what was your favorite episode oh that's okay so i look at this two different ways um you know favorite episode from an entertainment standpoint is probably good old art (laughs) basket you know art is one of those people he's such a dynamic thinker he's such a big picture thinker he's Amazingly successful, and yet you know we you know we know him personally, so you know he's had his failures in life, and he gets back up, dusts himself off, and gets back up again. but that podcast he's he's just so dynamic in that, so that one's probably the most entertaining but the my favorite from a standpoint of if I could pick a real estate business to own and run right, if I could pick a real estate business to own and run um I would say it would be a tie between Rhonda and the Bring Home Denver with Garrett and Luke. Okay. What was it about those two that you loved? You know, I, I just love that they're focused on a local neighborhood, that they keep it simple, right? Their their business plan isn't complicated. It's And that's the same with Rhonda. It's true, right? They're, neither plan is overly complicated um, from a technology standpoint, from a investment standpoint. And what I like about Garrett and Luke is they said, you know, when we came into the neighborhood, our number one goal was just to door knock the neighbors. Let's just go introduce ourselves. Yeah. How simple is that? Yeah.
0: Well, and then they became the celebrities of the neighborhood, really. Yeah. You know, they everybody knows them, and they do all kinds of events. And, I mean, they're just great guys, you know. And, and why wouldn't you love those guys? Why wouldn't you stop by as you walk by and say, hey, guys, how are you this morning?
1: Well, you feel like you know them. Yeah. Right? You just saw them. They they attend the local events. Um, They don't even live in the neighborhood, which is interesting to me, too, because sometimes we complicate things so hard. You know, like, yeah, you could door knock your neighbors the same way that they're door knocking around their office. That's right. And then the other thing I like about their their situation is it just shows the multiple opportunities that are available as an agent within Keller Williams, right? Mm -hmm. Like Keller Williams... You know, you could be on a team and receive leads and learn the business, you know, not be accountable to, you know, having to manage people or do those kind of things. And, uh, you could, you could, you could be that dependent agent, or you could be an independent agent who's just like, Hey, I'm going to just go sell a lot of houses and take a lot of vacations. And I don't want to get caught up in, in anything. I just want to, I just want to make money and, and have my life. Right. Right. Or you could become an interdependent agent where these guys have built off of the process and systems that we have at Keller Williams and now have their own, you know, independent office that they don't have to manage their books. They don't have to manage their, well, they have to manage their P&L, but they don't have to manage the files because their, the, you know, the downtown yeah. office supports that, staff, those kind of things. And they can focus on sales, but still have an independent brand. Right.
0: Right. And now we got to get those guys to start utilizing Chancellor, uh, our video guide, to do a story about the neighborhood that they're actually in.
1: Are you calling them out right now?
0: Yes, I am actually. Hopefully, <laughs> one of those guys hears this and they make an appointment. Um, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. I would have to say, you know, thinking yeah. back to some of my favorite ones, um, you know, I, I think one that's really kind of true to my heart right now is Jason Kelly, the health and wellness. And, and I think you know, first of all, a lot of people may be wondering why we haven't done any of these podcasts in the last two months. And, you know, the truth is, is that my dad passed away. And um, I think, you know, at different times in our life, we just need a, you know, to focus on our mental health and our, and just get a reset. And actually, I got away quite a bit. I got an opportunity to go hang with my mom and bring my kids to uh, Chicago and hang with my mom. And, and so, a lot of that really hit home for me. It's like, you know, the reality is is if, if you let yourself go for too long, it's really hard to get back. Yeah. And at the same time, the, the key to getting back is just taking that first step. And yeah. I think that's a good the good story for me and, you know, the injuries that I had in my back and things like that. And it's it's just you just have to humble yourself a little bit and just, just start moving, you know. And, and everybody has the opportunity to have better health, because at the end of the day, it's the only body you got, and yeah. you don't take care of it. Um, you could be um, in for you know a, a difficult last part of your life um, so yeah. Jason was great and, and he got a ton of uh, listens uh, so uh downloads, and so I'm glad everybody is focusing on that. Um, you know, my man Tommy Spaulding, I mean, you know, I told a story to my kids last night about the you know, in your life, on average, you come in contact with two and a half new people every day. That's eighty thousand people over your lifetime. And um, at the end of your life, imagine you know being a uh, having a stadium full of people that you had interactions with. And what what's their response going to be? Are they going to cheer? Are they going to boo? You know, this is part of his book that he uh, he just released, and um, you know, I told that story to my kids last night because I think now a lot of times the culture with kids is about you know um kind of ripping on each other and mm. talking smack to each other and and you know which is which is fine i think as long as you're actually complimenting people too yeah and for every um one time that you say something funny to cut somebody up or whatever maybe take 10 times to tell them how awesome they are you know And I, you know, the, it's interesting. I had an interaction this morning at Starbucks right across the street from the office here. And, um, you know, I'm standing there and there was two ladies in front of me and they were taking forever. And I was like, gosh, what's going on? I mean, it can't be, I mean, I know people's Starbucks, you know, orders can get complicated. They are complicated. Yeah. But the one lady turns around and she said, this guy here who was taking the orders is really personable. And so I step up, and I was kind of a little frustrated because I was a little running Oh, I running know exactly
1: late. who you're talking about. He
0: Is is he not the greatest guy? Oh, my gosh. If he looks you in the eye, he yeah. asks you your name when he starts out, he uses your name when yeah. uh, you are given your order.
1: He recommends other things. Yes. I yeah.
0: mean, it's crazy. And I was like, okay, I get it. And yeah. so at that point, I kind of exhaled, and I was like, you know what? Two minutes of my life that I'm behind. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So he, I'm sorry for being late this he, morning, Sean.
1: Uh, is it worth it? Now, what's funny is neither one of us know his name, but we know who he is.
0: Yeah. I and, I knew his name this morning. I forgot. But now I'm going to have to go across the street and get another you know, Starbucks for that.
1: Yeah. He's amazing. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. He said to me, um, I was ordering, and he goes, can I recommend something else? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and he goes, have you ever tried this? And I said, no. And he goes... Can I recommend that? And I was, like, I was like, yeah. And it was great, you know, and I tried something new. So, yeah, that's great.
0: Looking through the, the rest of the list, uh, our very first, well, it was actually our second one because we did the stats first, but uh, Relevate. I mean, yeah, you know, I tell the story all the time about Tyler and how he, I remember the first week when he started, he came in and I was like, who is this young guy in Birkenstocks and a T-shirt? And, and he literally said, what do I need to do? And he just followed the model. Yeah. He just followed the model. That's not to say that he didn't make mistakes along the way, but um, he was smart enough to understand when he needed to, to pivot, when yeah. he needed to change direction. You know, One of the examples of that is he talked about how he had a tremendous number of people on his team, and he pivoted from that, and he just focused on three or four really high-quality people that he knew he could count on, and Natalia was one of those. and. If you follow Natalia on social media, um, she's still cranking. I mean, she's just amazing. Like every time I open up Facebook, it looks like she's doing another uh, deal for
1: somebody. And she, you could tell she really cares about her people. Well, And if you haven't listened to that episode lately, go back and listen to it because she actually tells you exactly her methodology on her social media. That's right. You know, I, I think about uh, I think about the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tyson talking about the collaboration is what they're doing with their team model versus, you know, you're going to get leads or you're going to get, um, you know, um, you know all these other things that these teams say that they're promoting. their Their team is run more like, um, what would you call it? A, a cult? No. <laughs>
0: Not a cult. <laughs> Collaboration's a really good word. Uh, you know, a co-op. A co-op. Yeah, Yeah, a co-op. I like cult better. Cult. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love hearing that. <laughs> uh, that's he pretty will He
1: will like that. Yeah.
0: Well, we we have to address this. What about the team leader one? Uh, you were involved in that with Justin <laughs> and Jose, right?
1: So what <laughs> that's happened? That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, you know... Uh, you know, I always, if you don't know Brian, well, like Brian is like playing chess with somebody or ch- with that is literally two games ahead of you, right? Like you think, okay, I've got six moves in my head on what I'm going to do. And he's thinking about the, the next game, right? So, um, so since then we had, um, we, we sat down with uh, Justin and Jose and we were talking about team leaders. And as you know, um, I, shared my experience of being a team leader and in since then um jose had decided that you know focusing on two things was tough that's right right and and with the shifting in the market you know like all of us sometimes we have to make difficult choices and jose felt it was more important for him to focus on his team um than try to divide his attention between being a team leader and uh, running his team
0: that's right and and we you know absolutely support that because yeah. he has uh, uh, got a really well-functioning team. In fact, we probably need to have him on here to talk about his team. Yeah. That's one of the next interviews oh, I'd
1: love that we should do. And so who took over? So so this is where, you know, Brian has always moved ahead of us. Uh, you know, Brian and I talk oftentimes, and, and uh, um, I had brought up to Brian that I was reconsidering a team team leader roles Um. And Brian's response was, if you'll be a team leader again, I'll buy an office. <laughs> do you remember right. that conversation? I, I do, Yep. And then, uh, I don't know, what, uh, seven, ten days later, Jose talked to you Yep. and said that he would like to uh, look at uh, transitioning out. And so Brian called me and says, hey, we have an available position. And um, That's not
0: what I said. What I really said, the truth was Sean was on vacation in California. I was on vacation. Sitting by the pool probably with a frosty beverage in his hand and Mm -hmm. and i i he answered the phone and i said are you ready that's right and he said ready for what and i said are you ready and he said ready for what (laughs) and i said are you ready to jump back into the team leader position and i think you laughed first and then you're like you're kidding and so then we talked about it and and it's, it's a great fit. And so Sean is the new team leader over at uh, Keller Williams Advantage in uh, Lakewood. So yeah, congratulations.
1: Th- thanks. Yeah. The interesting thing about this, like, you know, again, for uh, for a lot of people who know me or don't know me, you know, I've been in real estate 28 years. I was a team leader, what, 12 years ago? And it's changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting about the opportunity right now is I don't feel like I'm overly prepared for it. So I see the challenge ahead, right? And I know it's, it's changed, right? The, the positions changed, the markets changed. Um, so that's interesting. And even with the experience I have, I don't feel like, um, it's beneath me in any way. Like I, I feel like it's the right place at the right time in my life. And I'm excited about the challenge and I'm excited about what we're going to do. um, it to impact the market and the agents in this office, so um i'm super excited
0: yeah and and I am too and and we're very grateful for jose and and yeah. what he was able to do for this office. He brought in a lot of really great agents and supported a lot of really great agents and we're excited for him to uh work with us from an agent perspective and uh, continue to build his team
1: well, yeah, yeah and and as an investor right and uh and he's still participating he's still running his coaching corner on fridays and uh you know, and I'm excited to work with him in in that shifted capacity too. So and thank you, Brian. Thank you for uh for seeing me um seeing me through that. So
0: Well, I'm I'm excited to to continue working with you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he says that now. Let's right? get it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> what? We won awards know, last time. What kidding. are you talking about? Uh, let's this time. Let's get it right. And well, we could win first place instead of tenth. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, and and let's talk about that for a second. The interesting thing is, I I I you know, in this role, you know, I get the opportunity to work with a maps coach. And um, anybody who knows me, I am challenging to coach. I am super stubborn. Opinionated, you know, like any hmm. agent <laughs> never noticed that. <laughs> so I said to my maps coach, I said, look, I see a pattern that I have experienced multiple times in my career. And that pattern is I build things off of my talent and my drive, my personal talent and my drive. And I take the responsibility as my own. And so what ends up happening is I'll build something very, very successful very fast but it's not sustainable Mm. because it's on my shoulders and um about seven years ago uh, a friend of mine who's an agent said to me the wake of dead bodies behind sean is endless." and it came from love right he wasn't being mean you know he wasn't being mean but what he was saying was what I realize now, seven years later, is I build these things up and I create create this illusion of opportunity. But what happens is when I step out, because I built it on my talent and my drive, and when I step out for another opportunity or I step out for some whatever reason because of a life challenge, it's not sustainable and it crumbles. And the people that were there to support me are the dead bodies in the wake, mm, right? Okay. So I said to my coach this time, I said, look, well, the first coach I interviewed said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not your coach. Uh, I'm not good." <laughs> he says, I, "I know somebody," and so this person is a is a performance coach, leadership coach, and uh, so this time we are literally building everything in this office and all the training that we're going to build that we're we're putting together and putting in place are the MREA models and systems and following the Kell Williams and models and systems and truly following the E to P, right? Right. Because I got plenty of E. Yeah. But the P is what builds sustainable businesses. Well, and I think
0: you're no different than a lot of real estate agents. They love the the E, yeah. right? They love the new idea, the shiny penny. You know, like they were constantly being bombarded by vendors who were like, you need to buy this. Yeah. You know, you need to do this. This is going to be the next big thing. And at the end of the day, I mean, really, this business is the same. How you communicate with people is different, yeah. but it all comes down to the number of conversations you have or the number of contacts you have with people on a daily basis. That really is the one thing
1: that determines your success. Well, and like following the team building models, right? That's you know right. the the four models in the MREA, you know, I taught a class yesterday about that, and it, you know the economic model, the lead generation model, the the budget model and the organizational model, you know, if you're not following those models in your principal business, you're you're going to struggle to build and scale your business. And and like we just broke down yesterday, just two pieces of the MREH chapter one, chapter two. That's all we did, and the aha's that came from that. You know, Tyson was in that, and he was like, "Oh, now I see what you're saying." With mm-hmm. you know, because he was uh, attaching his goal to the path. And I said the goal's not the path. The 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 goal's not the plan. Right? The goal's the destination. The plan is how you're gonna get there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. So but that's all those basic things that that um are the foundational pieces that you have to have in place to be successful and to sustain growth and, and possibility. That's you right. Know? And so that's my commitment is to to focus more on eighty percent P and twenty percent E. That's good. Instead of the other way around, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay,
0: the the a couple other things I want to recap. Um, you know, we have to give a shout out to Russ uh, yeah. for his uh, podcast on opportunity and KW. And I think one of the things that came out in that podcast was the uh, the position that gives you the greatest opportunity to get your next opportunity as the team leader position. And I think that you realize that and, um, mm-hmm. you know, took that seat and, and, uh, we wish you luck and hope for the best. And we're going to do everything we can to support you to
1: make, uh, this, that opportunity. That's going to get you your next opportunity. And to other agents, right? Like this is the place. If you want opportunities that are more than being an individual agent You know, right? talk to your team leader. Like, there are so many opportunities. There's so many. Yeah. Coaching. I mean, we could have a
0: whole podcast on that again, I guess. Or you could just listen to Russ. We talked a lot about that. And then the rookie panel. Oh, yeah. The rookies. The rookies. That was great. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I I think one of the things I've noticed about this market is the people that are doing really well are the ones that have embraced – the new way to communicate with people, and a lot of those people are the rookies because it's social media, it's video, it's uh, you know, it's lifestyle photos. It's it's yeah. not just your typical you know, like when you and I started, we had one picture, and that was a picture of our head, <laughs> our headshot, our headshot, with a you know, black or gray background. Yeah. And uh, we kept that headshot for 15 years. I got mine
1: at Moto Photo. Moto. <laughs> Photo. I remember it was like 50
0: bucks and I was like, that was a lot. Yeah, I don't even remember where I got mine. But, you know, you you had one picture. And now what's working on social media is have to, to have a lot of different lifestyle shots. Yeah. And our younger and newer agents are embracing that. And they're using our, our media person, Chancellor, to go out and... Really, kind of introduce themselves to their sphere,
1: their database, their social media, so people feel like they know them. So, lifestyle lifestyle shots is what he's talking about. Is like on location, full body shots, and you're doing something, right? Like you're actively like walking through a property, or uh, maybe you're in the park, or you know whatever what, whatever that is. And uh, that's that's cool because like a lot of us talk about it and think about it, but having the ability to just show up. On a Friday, like I got mine done, uh, I don't know, I think it was last Friday, took 20 minutes. He showed up, walked in, he was all set up, snap, snap, snap. He's like, okay, we're done. I was like, all right, see see you in a month. Simple. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And that all kind of started with uh, a
0: guy uh, who was an agent in downtown named Joe Saplis, who um, we wanted to try an experiment. And what we did was we took chance, and we said, hey, will you take Joe and really basically make a video that was like an introductory video to Joe. And uh, they made this video. They kind of copied off of a guy from Orlando who was in the business. And they made a similar video and it turned out great. And then they did a video about uh, the uh, city of Inglewood and real estate in Inglewood and kind of introducing everybody that way. And they moved on to Platt Park and they did some, you know, other ones. And so, I think that's a really cool opportunity that we have for agents to start utilizing that tool because the days
1: of the postcard yeah. may be gone. Yeah, probably gone. You, you know what? I you just reminded me of another po- another podcast that I thought was just stellar was Rachel, right? And what I loved about her story was the struggle. Remember, like her first year, it was like no results, no that's results. That's right. <laughs> And, and she just was so disciplined, and I loved like her intentionality behind what she was doing. Like she's like, I knew I just had to kind of just stay focused and stay in. And meanwhile, people around her are quitting and giving up, mm-hmm. and she didn't give up. That's right. You know, I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. And and we might as well mention also Shallon, too in the luxury and using a virtual assistant. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people maybe overthink the luxury market. You know, they think that you have to be a certain person, but it's not really the person, it's the service, right? That's right. It's the service you provide. They expect high-level service. And, you know, just because you don't maybe look the part in your mind, that doesn't matter. It's relationship, and it's all about service. And then, you know, the thing I love about Shallon is is she took a, a chance and got a virtual assistant, and it's probably one of the best decisions she's ever made. Yeah. It's really simplified her life. And that virtual assistant basically does everything for her. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was like, I don't know, a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a month or something like that. And so to have somebody who's going to handle everything for you so you can just go out and build relationships, I mean, that would be a worthwhile investment to me.
1: Yeah. And and luxury is about standards. Hmm. That's what it is. It's about having high standards and managing those standards with the clientele. They don't have an expectation for you to drive up in a Bugatti. That's right. Right? In (laughs) fact, if you did, they probably wonder (laughs) why you're there. Oh, this person's here for the wrong reason, right? right. Um, So, yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so where do we go from here then? What are we going to see in season two?
1: So season two, um, what I would like to do is start opening this up and start talking to people at other Brokerages. Okay. You know, stay in Denver. Let's not go worldwide yet. Not
0: yet. We yeah. will. Yeah. One day, born to, t- born, born to sell the earth.
1: Born to sell the earth. <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the things that it's really easy to do is to silo ourselves and to be like, you know, talking too much Keller Williams stuff, too focused on Keller Williams. And I don't see born to sell Denver as that. I see born to sell Denver as we're a community of real estate professionals helping real estate professionals and so I'd love to open it up and, and start talking to other people. And on that, if you're listening to this, no matter what brokerage you're at, if you have a unique way that you're marketing yourself or a unique position or something that you think is important, reach out to us. Um, we would love to open up some of the dialogues to things that you guys think is important.
0: Well, and I know for a fact that some of the people that we actually have interviewed have used this in a way to generate more business for themselves. Hmm. And so they send out the link to their podcast and. And people get to hear about their business. And so when you come on, you can say anything you want. We'll ask you some questions, but generally what we well, do not is... not anything. Well, not anything.
1: Now, you've edited me a couple times.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've edited <laughs> Maybe cut you off. Give me the dirty I book. can turn off your mic. The scowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean, we can have a conversation about what you want to talk about. And that's what we do generally before we get on and we say, what are we going to talk about? In fact, that's how we started this morning. We said, what are we going to talk about today, Sean? That's right. And so... Um, uh, I would love to, you know, branch out. Maybe I think we should also interview some people from outside of the market to maybe see how that goes. See if yeah. I think what we're gonna find though if we do that is I don't think it's any different than Denver. And I think well, it's maybe a similar the, business.
1: Maybe that's the message. Yeah. Right. Maybe that is the message. Yeah. Okay. You know, we I'm looking at my notes here and we didn't talk about Mike Olson. Mike Olson,
0: yeah. Right? Mike Olson, right. Remember Mike, I think the thing about Mike that's really stood out, he's just a really good guy. And right. He, he has a business that he's such a likable guy, and people just want to work with him because he's a really likable guy. And he works his database. Um, he doesn't do anything really, you know, that extravagant. Yeah. He just kind of uses the old basic stuff, and it works for him. You know, Keeps I, it simple. Yeah, and I, and I think he just cares about his people so much That um, they refer him a lot, and he gets all of his business from basically referrals and repeat business.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's funny because he is completely congruent that way as a person. You know, getting getting to work with him, that's just who he is. He's not trying to be somebody he's not. That's right,
0: and I think that's the important thing is to point out that there is a lot of different types of personalities that are in this business, and you have the people that are very detailed, very structured know your numbers and the people who really just are having fun and having fun in a really big way and you just have to find your place and find what works for you because as i've always said everything works if you're just consistently doing it
1: you know what i just thought about you know what nobody said that they're doing it for the money
0: Mm, that's it that's true that's true although i'm not sure they would have said that but you know but the (laughs) fact is is that you're right Nobody really just hammered home and said, I just have to make a ton of money doing this, yeah. and it's all about the money, and it's all about the
1: transaction. Everybody was more focused on the people. The other thing, too, I'll just throw this in there, because this, when you talked about the rookie panel, the thing that stood out to me about that, that, that is a common theme with everybody we interviewed. And, and for the record, we're interviewing them because they're successful. We're not just randomly picking anybody's. Right, right. These are all very successful people that their business is growing and they're moving forward and they're outperforming the market. But they're all excited and they're positive about real estate and the market. You know, none of them were like, you know, the sky is falling. Well, Tyson was a little bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're all excited about what they're doing. That's right. You know? And so that's going to attract customers,
0: right? And not repel them. Well, and you know, I think for us, I think we were very excited to do this too. Because yeah. we really enjoyed interviewing these people. And in fact, one of the things we were talking about was how many people have actually decided to have podcasts because of
1: us. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of spinoffs. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's It kind of started. I mean, it, I think we told the story, but it, I called up Sean and I said, hey, we're going to do a podcast. And he said, about what? And I said, about real estate, I guess. And and I said, we're going to start on Tuesday. And that was like on a Wednesday. Yeah. And so we just kind of started doing it. And I encouraged a lot of people to start doing it. And I think there's probably five or six people that I know of that have started podcasts. Yeah. And so, you know. Some of them are competing with us. Are they? Same demographic Well, they're going to they? try. They're going to try. <laughs> Well, we gave them a couple uh, month and a half there yeah. to catch up, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, we we did that on purpose. That's right. Yeah, we just
0: we're... we just want to keep it close, you know. Yeah. It's like bracket racing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've enjoyed the first season and uh is there anything else that stood out that you want to talk about?
1: No, I'm I'm excited you're back. I um I appreciate that uh you know, your commitment to this and, you know, and You know, I know it was tough, man. I know it was a tough couple weeks, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get back because this gives me a lot of energy. And so I look forward to everybody downloading, tuning in. If you haven't listened to uh, the previous episodes, I encourage you to go back and download some of them. If you liked something you heard about one of the people we talked about and you think that you could maybe um, do what they do, I I wish you luck in – Taking the same types of uh, approaches to your, to your business as they do for theirs. And hopefully we can all have a great second half of the year.
1: So if you want to, you know, get involved, how do they get in touch with us? With a, either maybe commentary, you know, advice on uh, maybe topics that we can talk to. Right. You know, I think uh, you can always email me, and I'll put my email in the
0: description, but it's at com, and I spell my first name Brian with an I the correct way, um, and so you could reach me there, and do you want to give out your email yeah, address? It's
1: Sean Modry, S-E-A-N-M-O-U-D-R-Y at kw.com.
0: Okay, and so you can reach out to us, and if anybody, if there's any vendors that want to come on, mortgage, uh, title, anybody out there who's interested in just telling their story, we'd be happy to sit down with you and do a podcast and and introduce the world, not just Denver, but the world world. to you and your business. Soon to be Mars. That's right. Yeah. Born to sell Mars. Born to sell (laughs) Mars. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. And we look forward to season two, and we will talk to you soon.